You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. And I'm Brady Finnern. And we want to say thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Now, you might have noticed that Sarah wasn't here and you heard Pastor Brady Finnern. I'm not Sarah, correct. I'm not Sarah. Thanks for sitting in. <laughs> we are at the LWL convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, recording today. And Pastor Finnern sitting in to co-host with me for this episode and we get to meet lots of people here at this convention, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What a blast. Lots of people from all around the world. And that's really kind of what the next organization we're going to learn about up next is, uh, is all about. The International Lutheran Council, which is made up of church bodies from around the globe. Joining us today, the Reverend Roger James. He's assistant to the General Secretary of the International Lutheran Council. Pastor James, thanks for being our guest. What an honor. Thank you. The International Lutheran Council, most people would assume that International Lutheran Council means it's a group of Lutherans from around the globe, but maybe we need to know a little bit more about right. what is the International Lutheran Council. Why was it formed and, and sure. who makes it up? So let's start with what is the International Lutheran Council? It's an association of Lutheran churches around the globe that hold to the inspiration and infallibility of Scripture, and that the Lutheran confessions are the true exposition of those scriptures, which, when I boil it down, it means they're biblical Christians, biblical Lutherans, who are very serious about what we believe, teach, and confess. Fifty-five Lutheran church bodies from around the world, conservative, I guess is another adjective that would be used. It was founded by the LCMS if founded is the right word, it was sort of started by the LCMS not too long after World War II as Lutheran churches were beginning to explore how they might work together a bit more in Europe. And, and so LCMS brought together churches from not just Europe but around the world. Thirty years ago it was formally established as a, an organization and then, so we're going to be celebrating our 30th anniversary in October in Wittenberg. And ultimately, the, the goal is how do these churches can encourage and strengthen one another to remain faithful to the Word of God in a world that doesn't want us to be faithful to the Word of God and in a world that doesn't like Jesus. So, so as, you, as you look at all the places that are involved, 55 different church bodies. Can you give us some of the countries and, and the continents that this is sure. on? The, most of our churches come, are found in Africa, which, of course, is burgeoning with Christianity. Mm. The fewest number of churches in North America, just LCMS, Lutheran Church of Canada, and the Lutheran Church in Haiti, and then the Association of American Lutheran Churches, Asia, Europe, and Latin America is also a fairly large number of churches. So, One of the amazing ones that are in the group, there is one group in Norway. I didn't think we allowed Norwegians into this. What do you, what do you think, Andy? <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. You guys must be Norwegian. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I have some of that in my blood. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how many of these have you visited? Well, unfortunately, I've not visited a lot because I'm more on the on the side of trying to raise awareness about the the ILC. I was a missionary in Asia, so I'm more familiar with the Asian 
churches, so India, Sri Lanka, which just joined the ILC, the Ceylon Evangelical Lutheran Church, where I was a missionary. Philippines, where we also served. I did have the joy of visiting Latin America for their regional conference in Mexico City uh, December or so a year ago. And then we had our big world conference in Kenya, Kisumu, Kenya, where the bishops or pastors, or presidents rather, of these different churches gathered together for our world conference, which is supposed to happen every three years, but COVID delayed it, of course. What happens at a world conference when bishops and presidents from Lutheran church bodies who make up the ILC all convene in one place? Well, the discussions are held on important issues like virtual communion, and a statement was established rejecting virtual communion, that you can't really do the Lord's Supper on video. Also, probably the most important thing that goes on is that these church leaders get a chance to get to know one another. And one of the one of the issues I bring up when I talk about the ILC is that it's not so true in Minnesota. Sorry. That's <laughs> right. Where every time you turn around, there's a Lutheran. Mm. But Lutherans are lonely in a lot of places in the world. And they want to know that there are others who believe, teach, and confess the same as they do. And so for these presidents and bishops to get to know one another well enough that they can encourage and strengthen one another and correct one another, Mm. because we need correction as well. What amazed me, and something even being in Minnesota, I remember going through college, going to a not a Missouri Synod college, but I think even for those who are at a Missouri Synod college, that you're kind of feeling alone, even though, you know, that you're surrounded by people, but maybe they are Lutheran, maybe a name or whatever it might be. So that amazed me in college, you know, I was kind of a college nerd looking up these kind of things, that I was like, wow, look at all these different church bodies around the world, because the rhetoric is more like, well, it's shrinking, no one's interested in this confessional Lutheranism, the Book of Concord, all that. No one cares about that in Guatemala. But yet, here's a whole list, and I would encourage our listeners to go to ilc-online.org to find all these different church bodies, even if they're very small, Yet we are in brotherhood, a sisterhood with these individuals. What have, you, what have you noticed with that kind of community when these groups get together? Like you said, they're lonely. T- tell us more about what that's like. Well, it, it gives these presidents and bishops the opportunity to, to speak with one another. I, I talk about, I hate Zoom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> video conferencing, which is a very useful thing. And as a missionary and over COVID, we use that a lot to have meetings but you don't get to know one another mm. by Zoom. Mm-hmm. When the meeting comes to a break, you you turn off the screen. But when the meeting, meeting comes to a break, when you're meeting together in the same location, you go to the lavatory together. <laughs> you, you go get a meal together. You stand around and talk. And that's where these Lutherans can learn to, to trust one another and to be able to talk about, okay, we have this theological or practical struggle going on in our church. And did you face that yourself? What can we do? That's, that's kind of on the highest level of, of, I think, the loneliest job in the world is to be the bishop or president of one of our churches. Lutheran Church bodies from around the globe, from various countries and cultures, all coming together for your your world meeting 
when that happens, is it more like Tower of Babel or Pentecost? When oh. you have all these languages coming together, <laughs> you know, all these yeah. people speaking so many different languages coming together, how, how are you able to communicate? Yeah. Well, it was, it was interesting. We were prepared for, if I remember correctly, we were prepared for two different translators in Kasuma, Kenya, one in Spanish and one in Russian. And then we, it happened that the LCMS Francophone Africans were meeting at the same time, and so they decided they wanted to stay. So we needed to find a French interpreter and all the equipment <laughs> very quickly. And so we, we were able to do that. So we had translating in, in to and from English into Russian and Spanish and French. And so which is that? Is that Babel or is that Pentecost? I'm going to go, go with Pentecost. On <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with Pentecost. <laughs> okay. A blessed chaos. Maybe yeah. Is a yeah. Way there to you say. go. There you go. <laughs> what about food? I mean, that's the bigger thing I was thinking. You're thinking language. I'm thinking I'm food. I'm with you on food, too. <laughs> which I'm yeah. hungry now, so let's yeah. go get something to eat. But, I mean, food, that would be quite a challenge for those kind of gatherings. What do you remember? Well, I mean, I mean, we're a, a fairly large organization, but 55, 55 church bodies, it's not a massively huge mm-hmm. thing. And we were at a at a resort. I didn't get to eat any exotic foods in Kisumu, Kenya, if that's if that's what you're asking sure. about. <laughs> sure. But I have other places. So uh, So as we as we look at the commitment and the and the convictions that everyone has, there's kind of this trying to re, I'm trying to figure this part out is everybody says we believe in teaching confess in the same thing, but is everybody in fellowship with one another as officially as church bodies? No, the ILC, International Lutheran Council, is an association. It's not a fellowship. So not all of the church bodies are in fellowship with one another. Hopefully the ILC provides some opportunity for, for that to be explored by the actual churches. But the ILC is not a church, and so we don't establish fellowship in any way. What can be accomplished, or what are some of the benefits of having an association like this to the churches that make up the the association? Well, a a couple of the main focuses we're having right now, one is we're establishing a a seminary accreditation agency Mm. to help, especially with the seminaries in the the developing world, to, to have a pattern to help them build up a theological school in their own location that will uh, allow them to have pastors and theologians them in, indigenously rather than always turning to you know some developed country or church, I should say, like LCMS. Thanks be to God, don't get me wrong, thanks be to God for our beloved LCMS. But ultimately, all of our goals is that they will be able to have their own theologians who are firmly grounded in God's Word. And so the accreditation agency will help with that, God grant. And recently we had a meeting from the different regions, representatives from the different regions, about what we're calling mercy and mission, a way of coordinating mercy work, relief work, human care work, however you want to state it. We, we don't have the capacity nor the desire to do things that are already being done so well, for instance, like disaster relief of LCMS or or the kind of relief work that Lutheran Church in Canada is doing for the Ukraine. 
But what we hope to do is, is provide a way for our different churches to be able to coordinate and cooperate. So if there is something that we want to do some kind of orphan work somewhere, some church wants to do orphanage work, then they can see that, okay, this other church body has been doing that. Can you help us know how to proceed? Or do you have funds even? That sort of thing. We are learning about the International Lutheran Council with the the Reverend Roger James. He's assistant to the General Secretary for the ILC. We'll continue the conversation here on The Coffee Hour in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Brady Finner. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Brady Vennern. And today we are at the LWML National Convention in Milwaukee, and we are recording. So this isn't happening in the morning. This is actually in the afternoon, which is why we're thinking about food, because it's past lunchtime. It is past Um, lunchtime. But we are talking with the Reverend Roger James. He's assistant to the General Secretary of the International Lutheran Council. And we've been learning about the work of the benefits of these church bodies coming together in this association, in the, the ILC and how that can benefit them and, and how we can collaborate on things too, like not reinventing the wheel. If someone's really good at something like mercy work or schools or, or whatever it might be, to be able to collaborate and, and support one another in that. Now, you mentioned earlier that the ILC, the International Lutheran Council, is not a, not a fellowship, it's not a church, but rather an association. And for the LCMS, many of the churches that we also call partner churches for the LCMS are also members of the ILC for the most part. There are some members who may not be full members, but rather have a a relationship with the ILC to learn more about the ILC. Is that correct? Correct. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We have kind of three different kinds of membership. One is full membership. That's not the actual term used in our bylaws. It's (laughs) probably just member. (laughs) And they can vote and make decisions and and establish the leadership. And they have a full subscription to the, the scriptures and the Lutheran confessions, as well as issues that have come up in our present day and age that aren't addressed by the confessions, such as abortion, homosexuality, women's ordination, those kinds of things. They have to hold to the biblical perspective of those in order to be full members. There are observing members who maybe have that full subscription to all those things I just mentioned, but are not yet members of the the ILC, such as my beloved Sri Lanka, where I was a missionary. They have the, the theology, but right now they're just observing members until the next World Conference. And then there are some churches that have fallen away in some of these areas, and so they can no longer be members. 
or they never have had a full mm, acceptance of some of these issues I mentioned, and so they also cannot be members, but they still have an interest. They still want to be in communication, which is exactly what needs to happen, so that they can get to know Lutherans who can help them see what Scripture is teaching about these things. The amazing thing to me is, is as you look at these, I guess, association levels, if you will, is to be able to realize how everyone's at a different place, but you're able to come together because there's an interest. And this goes back to the beginning of the Synod, mm-hmm. where you had this, you know, CFW Walther commitment to the full observation of the, of the Book of Concord and there in scriptures mm-hmm. and so forth. And that was something where you had people coming from all over the place just coming in, going out, and, right. and, and everybody realizing, okay, there's something to be said here. So for me, I encourage our listeners to really pay attention to what's happening on this because it is very exciting. Can you tell us a little bit some of the exciting things that you've seen as you've watched this? Oh, there are so many things. I mean, probably the most exciting story has to do with the, the chairman of our board of directors, who is Bishop Joanna Poela mm. of the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland, which is a very small, independent Lutheran church. It's called Diocese, but it's an independent Lutheran church. And he got into trouble (laughs) because in 2004, he asked a physician, a member of parliament, the wife of a pastor, a grandma, (laughs) to write a book about the, the biblical understanding of marriage because Finland was going the direction of same-sex marriage. And, and Pastor Poyle at that time wanted his people to know the truth of the Bible. So he was just going to put this on his congregational website. So then 18 years later, is it that long? Mm-hmm. Well, he's now bishop of the church, and the general prosecutor of Finland brings charges up against him and Dr. Pivey Reisinen, who wrote the booklet, for a hate crime. Mm. incitement against a group of people, namely homosexuals. Even though in the book it clearly states we're all sinners, we all are also under the cross of Christ, and his forgiveness is for all who are repentant and faithful. So it isn't hateful at all, repentance for, for homosexuals. So he's here in a Western Democratic Republic, Finland. He is brought to trial for simply expressing his faith in writing. Thankfully, he was found, and Dr. Eisenman were acquitted, but immediately the general prosecutor appealed, as they can do in Finland. So now he is again awaiting trial. I think he said it'd be in August. And this is, this is an extremely important human rights, religious rights issue, and it's actually had repercussions across Europe, not just among Lutherans, but in other instances. And the most remarkable thing is simply to listen to, to Bishop Poila, who is a very winsome, gracious man and very positive that the Lord is going to take care of him and his church, and we just need to confess the truth. And actually, his church is growing. I mean, the the established church in Finland is declining, but his little church is growing, and it's mainly growing, if I understand correctly, among young men, (laughs) which is very different than in most places. 
Well, and thanks be to God. I believe that Bishop and Dr. Razanin are going to be at their Synod convention this summer and yeah. speaking, if I'm correct. I think so. I didn't know about Dr. Razanin. That's probably, you're probably right. That's what I'm, okay. All right. Just, we'll find out <laughs> later as we go. But the, the question, next question I have has, you know, when you become full fellowship, is there a secret handshake or is that not to yeah. be talked about? Well, we're, it's, we're just an association. <laughs> we aren't a fellowship. <laughs> okay, so no, no handshake fellowship no, quite yet. I can't okay. tell you. I can't say. <laughs> it's Fair secret. Enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Any other highlights from the last few years? What have been the highlights for you and, and the churches that you get to interact with and, and learn about? I, I suppose the, the biggest thing, especially in Kenya at our world conference, was just over and over again the the... the presidents, the bishops of these smaller Lutheran churches kept saying how much it meant to them to be able to get together, mm. to, to know I'm not alone, that there are others who believe as I do. And we were missionaries in Sri Lanka for four and a half years, a very tiny church, and it, it can be very lonely. So we under, my wife and I understood what that that means even though we've got the full support of, of the Missouri Synod behind us it still can be very lonely imagine if you're trying to care for for a church you know as a bishop or a pastor and you don't know where the next Lutheran is you're you're still learning yourself what mm-hmm. the scripture teaches on these issues mm-hmm. so they were just hugely thankful for this organization have we had any church bodies that have maybe don't have a Lutheran background, but have had interest in learning more about Lutherans and who we are, what we believe? We have. My experience with that was more in in the mission field Mm -hmm. as LCMS missionary. That is happening in Africa some, which I have to confess, I'm, I don't want to say ignorant, but okay, ignorant. There you go. Take it. (laughs) So, Yet to learn. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're kind. Well, thank you very much for giving us an update. How can we follow what's going on with the International Lutheran Council? You can go to ilcouncil.org and keep up on the news of what's going on in Lutheran churches around the world, especially the, the conservative confessional Lutheran churches. And that would be one of the most delightful things. The more people will look into what we're doing and, and support us with their prayers and the gifts as they're able. ilcouncil.org is where you can find more information. Our guest today, the Reverend Roger James, he is assistant to the General Secretary of the Lutheran, the International Lutheran Council. Thank you so much for being our guest on The Coffee Hour. What an honor. Thank you. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Brady Finner. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.